0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stevie Clark names his latest Scotland squad and signs a new contract with the national team. Keepers Xander Clark and Liam Kelly get their first call-ups alongside Lewis Ferguson, who's also in for the first time. And Celtic and Rangers get set for huge away trips in Europe to Alkmaar and Alishgear. Time Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. As you see, Steve Clark signs a new three-year deal to stay as Scotland boss. Andy Robertson, the Scotland captain, signs a five-year deal to stay at Liverpool. And Josip Juranovic speaks for the first time After signing a five year deal at Celtic Myself and Gordon Dale have our pens at the ready We're expecting new long term contracts before 8 o'clock One hour rolling contracts I've checked it with the powers that be That's the best we can do But Gordon Dale What's happening? Going to be a huge week in Europe And Scotland squad announcement day Is always good for a debate anyway But maybe off the back of the Euros It's the first Mm -hmm. time we've come off the back of a major tournament In so long for the men's side And maybe there's a little bit of extra interest there yeah, a few new faces as well uh, Great to see that Liam Kelly, Motherwell Sander Clark, who's been in fine form St Johnston, um, getting rewarded Lee, uh, Ferguson coming in there from Aberdeen Obviously McTominay struggling with injuries So that makes sense for me um, It's a very strong squad A lot of the regulars in there, Gordon And that'll be the build up to You know, then looking at the European Games Thursday And then the massive game coming up on Sunday at Ibrox Yeah, it's a massive week, Roger Hanna By the time Gordon DL comes on here on Thursday night We'll know if Rangers are through against Alishkirt or not They'll be building up to Celtic's trip to Alkmaar Which is all well and good Because they're big on their own But then there is the small matter of Sunday like you mentioned Yeah, and listen, you've got to love this time of year Because if things go right on Thursday You'll have Rangers and Celtic in the group stage of the Europa League You'll have Aberdeen and St Johnson in the group stage of the Europa Conference League You'll have a thrilling draw with all four teams on Friday You'll have an old firm derby at Ibrox Sunday lunchtime And then we'll have Scotland in Denmark for a World Cup qualifier on Wednesday night You can't ask for any more than that over the course of a week, Gordon I mean, on the pitch, Gordon, what did we learn at the weekend there? Well, I was very fortunate to go out the studio, Gordon, Saturday And I was at Celtic Park along with uh, nearly 60,000 supporters First and foremost Were you one of the supporters? Were you in as a, as a fan? No, no, I, right, was, okay. I was there as a neutral That's just one checking. thing when, I'm, when I switch on at three o'clock I just become a neutral Until five o'clock um, Then I'm a mother supporter But I really enjoyed it, Gordon I really did I was looking forward to this new style of football That Celtic have adopted under a new manager And they dis- didn't disappoint From middle to front and people, we keep using these words about middle to front, but I've got to say the two fullbacks contributed as well. Uh, Celtic are a very attacking side, easy on the eye. I really enjoyed the game. Yes, you can argue um, the sending off, it becomes more difficult for St Mirren, but even with a living on the pitch, I thought that Celtic looked in the mood from the word go, and 6-0 was a, a very comfortable uh, scoreline for Ange Postacoglu must have learned an awful lot In a short space of time from you During your days together in Melbourne Do you know, it was very funny Some, One of the staff This that, is not going to be funny at all No, 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 no I didn't mean funny as in ha 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 funny it, it was very funny that one of the staff commented And it was I didn't realise it But I had the exact same sort of a Gear on his hand. Did you go for the round neck black I, jumper? I did for some reason. And Gordon. navy trousers, though. Yeah, it was, it was. I always thought black and navy wasn't meant to go, but no, I but, don't but judge. that's an Australian thing. Uh, oh, is it right? Okay. You know, that was an Australian thing. And 
And I, I, it was someone noticed it right away, so it just shows you there the connection. Ange oh. ball in Glasgow, Daz ball in Melbourne. <laughs> I think I think I think we should try and get through the rest of the show without discussing Daz ball ever again. I don't want to know what that is. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones at Clyde SSB on. Twitter Really want to get Stuck into Alice Kerr Against Rangers And Alkmaar Against Celtic later on Is a big week in Europe It feels like The obvious thing to do though To start with that Scotland squad today A good news story If you like Lots of debate to be had So quite simply For you listening at home What did you make of it? Are you happy with the call-ups For Xander Clark And Liam Kelly And what about Lewis Ferguson Who's missed out? Because that's part of the debate On International Squad Announcement Day Who's missed out? Who should have been in there? Pick up the phone and let us know all your thoughts 01419511025 Stevie Clark says he's looking to the future After extending his contract He says they're desperate to deliver more success After experiencing a major tournament in the summer Yeah, it's, it's nice Obviously it's nice when, you're, when your bosses think you've done a decent job And they give you a little extension So it was nice to get that one put away I think the, the little taste that we all got Of the European Championships in the summer is, Has made everybody a little bit excited for more So hopefully we can deliver yeah, it was quite. It was relatively straightforward. Took me a, took me a little while to get to grips with the, the the different aspect of the the national job. But recently, I've enjoyed it. If you if it's, if it's ever possible to enjoy the job, I've enjoyed it. It's a good challenge. I, it takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit at times, which is which is good. I like to challenge myself and and like I said, hopefully we can get more success. What did you make of that decision to give him a new contract, Roger? Um, well, Ian Maxwell at the SFA, he had sort of flagged it up before the three games in the Euros that that was the SFA's long-term aim. Um, you, know, you never know whether Steve's going to, to embrace that or not. Clearly, as you heard him saying there, he is happy to extend. It does bring a bit of continuity. Now, there was disappointment for us all in the summer. One point from nine at the Euros wasn't what any of us really saw coming. The two defeats at Hamden we didn't see coming. Um... Is that enough to get rid of Steve Clark? I don't think anyone's saying that at all. It's a young squad. If you look at it in comparison to the caps of, of the Croatian squad and the Czech squad in the summer, it's an inexperienced squad. So I think the hope for me and Maxwell and the SFA is they gain that experience together, they grow together, they learn from the disappointment of the summer. We've got two very difficult away games. Look how good Denmark were in the Euros. Yeah. Austria qualified as well. So to go into Copenhagen, to go into Vienna... And get the points that we would need to try and cement our place on the road to get that will be very, very difficult. Um, but we'll probably get the right squad to go and try and attack that. Okay, then what do you think out there on the phones? Are you happy or unhappy with the squad? What about the guys that have been called up for the first time? Who has been unfortunate to miss out? And what about Stevie Clark's new contract? 01419511025. Let's bring in Simon, who is on the line. What do you make of that squad overall, Simon? Hey, hi guys, hope you're all doing well. Um yeah, it was I was actually really happy. I was surprised that we got the two goalkeepers um in, uh, Xander Clark and, and Liam Kelly, but I'm really happy that we're kinda of looking to the future. Craig Gordon's obviously not gonna go on forever and neither is David Marshall. Um just want to say if this is the last time we see David Marshall in a in a Scotland squad, thank you for Serbia. We'll always have that. Um but yeah, I think we need to look forward to the future and uh, Xander Clark and Liam Kelly are both both really good goalkeepers. I think they're uh, you know, they're solid and they're dependable and that's what you need at international level in case there is an issue. I think Craig Gordon will be the number one for these games, but um, just in case anything happens, you know, I'd have no qualms putting in either of them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in the future, I know you and, and God may not want to hear this, but I think Liam Kelly will end up at a bigger club in uh, not too long time. I think he's he was unlucky down at QPR. I think he's destined for, 
for you know a decent career down either down in England or either maybe back at Rangers. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to, to to the games coming up. A couple other points on the squad, but I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, is this the start of a changing of the guard as far as the goalkeepers are concerned? Is this is this where it all kicks off? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I agree with Simon. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean the end of the road for Marshall. Obviously, he's not playing just now. It is time for a bit of change. The two lads that he's brought in are are very, very decent goalkeepers, gone good goalkeepers. Uh, particularly Kelly for me at Motherwell. Um, I do agree once again with Simon that he could go into bigger things. Um, I, this is a big season for him. Sander Clark's been terrific. Um, you know, you look at the the cup double last year, even the performances in Europe and just now. Um, so I think they thoroughly, thoroughly deserve their call up, and I think it's a great call from Steve Clark. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I think he's chosen now to go with the guys who are playing. You know, John McLaughlin went to Euros without playing much. I know he's played a couple of league games for Rangers, but I think Alan McGregor's now back in. He's not getting regular football. David Marshall completely out of the picture at Derby. Third choice, I, I think. The, the, the age profile is, is unavoidable as well, isn't it? They have plenty of years left in the tank as far as goalkeepers go, yeah. but they're certainly nearing the, the, the end, yes. as is Craig Gordon. And we kind of needed to... Bring through that next batch Absolutely I couldn't agree more And there's probably more to come You know There's there's young Robbie McCrory Who excelled at Livingston And is now back at Rangers There's there's Ross Doon Who I know You know It's got 21 squads With Ross McCrory He's now down at Tranmere On loan from Celtic So there are going to be goalkeepers In years to come But for the here and now To back up Craig Gordon Who I think is now What 38 Coming 39 Clark and Kelly Are, are probably the next ones Off the rank It'll be interesting to see Hope one actually develops in the months and years to come as the next yeah. Scotland number one. Who's got the edge of out of those two at the moment? Kelly. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would really? go for Kelly. I think that Kelly's a better goalkeeper. Yeah. In what way? I just think all round. I think he's all right. I think he, as, as Simon said there, that he went down to QPR, just didn't work for. I just think he's a quality goalkeeper. Alexander Clark. Look, if we ever need a goal at the end of the game, get him <laughs> up. He'll head so, one in. Brilliant. But I just think that Kelly just now, if I, look, it's a bad choice, isn't it? People may go against me. If I was picking between Kelly and Clark for the next game, and it was one or either, I would go for Kelly because I go, think he's if a goal for Gordon. Oh, you see, one keeps goal for his team, and oh, the, no. other, the other one lives around the corner. And he's six foot five, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm staying well out of this one. Absolutely. Yeah, well, well listen, I'll let you two fight look, it out. I wouldn't even argue with people if they turn around and say, "Well, I'll go for Clark." Mm. I think they're two yeah, capable goalkeepers. Uh, here's what the, the manager had to say: Simon, hang on the line. We'll bring you back in. Uh, there's a new goalkeeping coach. Stevie Woods has been thanked for his service. Chris Woods is now involved. He worked. Xander Clark and Liam Kelly The manager also explained Why David Marshall And John McLaughlin Have not been picked This time David Marshall Who was my number one uh, Has had a tough Tough time at Derby He's found himself As, as the number three goalkeeper I Don't want to comment Too much on the The politics Or whatever Of that decision uh, I've spoken to David He's disappointed Not to be involved But he fully understands Why he's not involved In this camp Listen if he gets himself A move before the End of the transfer window or if he gets back involved with, with Derby County, David would be straight back into my thoughts, no doubt about that. And John's got a little issue at, at Rangers, and Rangers told us he wasn't available, so John misses out as well. But it's a great chance for for Liam and, and Xander to step up and impress the new goalkeeping coach. It's a good chance for, for Chris to have a, a look at two younger goalkeepers, not not very young, but, but younger than the ones that we've had recently. I've always said that I'm happy with the 
the coaching team or the, the goalkeeping coaching team with Stevie Woods and the three senior boys. So Chris comes in and it's like a new change, so it's, it's something different and, and something that we're looking forward to, to seeing on the training pitch and, and maybe in the matches too. What else then, Simon? Is there anyone who's unlucky to miss out or any other uh, talking points that jump out at you? Yeah, there's always a there's always a debate. There's always somebody who always have somebody that I think should be in the squad. Um, I think that, I know it's hard to ever guess what's going to happen on Super Scoreboard, but I think the major chat will be about Tony Ralston. For me, um, I'm not sure he fits the system. I think Tony Ralston's best, you know, his best period, and not even just in a Celtic shirt, but in you know football generally, has been under Postecoglou, where he wants him to come and cut inside. Ralston's weak point for me, whenever I've seen him, is his his delivery is terrible. His crossing's not very good. So now when he's got, uh, he's not bombing up the line, and he's only got one option, which is to whip a cross in. Now he's cutting inside. He's got you know three or four different options he can pass the ball onto. And you've seen the best from him because he's able to then knock the ball off to say a McGregor or a Turnbull or a Rogic and bomb on. And that's he managed to even get goals from that. I'm not sure that's how we'll play. Um, Steve Clark likes a, a fullback who, who who goes up the line and gets crosses in or cuts into the box himself. And I think that's where Patterson maybe just gets the edge. I think he's suited to the system a little bit better. Uh, so I think that's why he's got the edge but It's, a, it's a fascinating one Roger Because th- this will never go away International football Every country over the globe There's that debate about Pick players on current form and, and what that really means And I can see loads of tweets saying On current form You need to pick Anthony Ralston He's playing well for Celtic And he scored a couple of goals And Nathan Patterson has not played a lot But there has to be room for continuity Does there not? Stevie Clark yeah. But for instance What are we? Fo- three, fo- four weeks into the new season? If we're to take people out On their last four weeks And then put someone else in On, on their last four weeks And then do that the next time And the next time Given the lack of training time And all the rest of it That you get international football It must It would be extremely difficult To build anything that way Would it not? Yeah and I think It's worth noting Other than the goalkeepers There's not really much Of a change in the outfield players From the Euro Scott McTominay's injured um, I think Kenny McLean's just shaded it from John Fleck on four, you know, and maybe even on on previous one he was unlucky not to go to the Euros. Maybe if Kenny McLean had been fit, John Fleck wouldn't have gone to Euros. We don't know, and I just think Steve is looking at it, and Tony Alston be one who started the season quite well. John Souter is another who started the season quite well. Um, you just wonder though, have they done quite enough to oust the established players? You know, has Souter done enough to get in ahead of a say? Scott McKenna or a Declan Gallagher Steve Clark thinks not And I think it's the same In the right right back, right wing back Whatever you want to call him Tony Ralston, he's impressed He's done far better than any of us mm. thought he would He's probably done better than he thought he would But Steve Clark doesn't think At the minute He's a better bet than Stephen O'Donnell or Nathan Patterson Yeah, I can hear all the arguments for Ralston I watched him on Saturday um, I, I think he's improved Unbelievable, Gorm And I'm delighted for a boy Because Four weeks ago, every single person and probably Celtic, most Celtic supporters had written this uh, kid off. You know, he'd been out in loan, they were talking him, leaving Celtic, and, you know, all of a sudden they took up his contract. He's played every game and he has been brilliant. I've got to say, I watched him, I thought everything about him, it's a confidence thing, he's mm. playing with a lot of confidence. So I can understand, if I was Ralston just now, I know the arguments about, well, four weeks ago and he's only played so many games and Steve Clark tends to stick with his regular guys, which quite rightly so, he's building a team. I would be a bit disappointed, but if Ralston can keep that position, 
And it's going to be a big if because obviously they've signed an international player to come in at right back, but he's got to hmm. claim the shot. Surely Ralston, if he keeps his performances, I don't really buy into that he's not fit to any of the system that Simon says. I think Ralston, given the right platform, the right encouragement, he was never fitted into the system with Postacoglu, and it, and, and he just he, he just went in, he worked yeah. at it, and he's he's been able to do it, Gordon. So I think maybe in the next one, if he keeps performing the way he can, then he must be in uh, Steve Clark's mind. This is the biggest week for Anthony Ralston of the season. Celtic go to the Netherlands on Thursday night and Alkmaar will have to come out and have a go. I think Alkmaar only once in their history have overturned a two-goal deficit from a first leg. So they will need to come out and attack the Celtic back four. That's a different game for Tony Ralston than at home to St Mirren or at home to Dundee. It's a different task. And then he goes to Ibrox on Sunday when he'll have perhaps Ryan Kent and Calvin Bassett running at him, perhaps Ryan Kent and Borna Barisic running at him. That again is a different task from at home to Dundee and at home to St Mirren. He started really well. He's done far, far better than I ever thought he would. But this is a real... If, if Tony Nelson is going to step mm. on and come into Scotland contention and see off Juranovic, these next two games are critical for him. Thank you to Simon. 01419511025. Brian is in Moss Park. I don't think Brian's too happy with the stuff coming out of Scotland today. We'll hear from him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hannah and Gordon Dieller here We're going to bring in Brian who's in Moss Park What's on your mind tonight Brian? Hi, a couple, a couple of things I'm Steve Clark I, I would personally never have extended his contact We had a short and insipid performance At the Euros Two really poor home games against ageing teams So we went gung-ho um, Basically to Scottish parochialism We'll beat England We'll play well against England Two cares about the rest and as, as regards um, Nathan Parson, I've had Nathan Parson and Dolly Gilmour and the team as often as possible, but talking about continuity, six minutes of um, Nathan Parson, his last game, and the last game against uh, Croatia, how is that continuity? I'm a bit confused, did you not say you, you would have Nathan Patterson in the squad though? Yes, but All right. yes, of course I would, but my point being is, he's basically kept Nathan Parson for continuity, how, how can six minutes for one game be continuity, even though it's on the team? It's going to be interesting to see what team he picks. We're just talking off here, Brian, and looked at the squad and trying to work out who will be in the team in Copenhagen next Wednesday night. If you think he's going to play three at the back, McTominay, you would have thought, would have been one. So if it's Tierney and Hanley, who then becomes the third centre-half? It's Andy Robertson on the left. Who is on the right? Is it O'Donnell or is it Patterson? If we're seeing Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmer play, who then is the third midfielder? David Turnbull's in sensational form. Does that mean John McGinn doesn't play? Hmm. And then if we see Shea Adams I thought Shea Adams was really good for Southampton Against Manchester United on Sunday If he leads the line Who mm. plays with him? Is it Christie? Is it Forrest? Is it Dykes? Is it Nisbet? Who, you know, it, it, there's a lot of permutations there There's every chance I'm picking you up wrong Brian So I just want to revisit it You, you do seem to be simultaneously saying That you would put Patterson in But you're scoffing at Patterson being in For continuity I'm a bit confused that was a side issue which I probably shouldn't have said. I should just have went first and foremost for I would not have extended the contact of Stevie Clark because of the insipid performances and basically the gung-ho attempt against England to parochial Scotland. We don't care what happens in the rest as long as we give England a game and don't lose. I mean, guys like Lyndon Dykes and the performances against these two aging teams were shocking and Clark's tactics 
unbelievable yeah, It's an interesting one Gordon Because I don't mm. think anyone could go as far as to say We had a, a good Euros I mean, No we didn't Obviously we didn't but, but we were there Which was an improvement on previous And did we do badly enough to not extend Stevie Clark's contract? That would be the question. Brian feels yes. What do you think? Uh, well, I agree with uh, the, the Euros. I thought it was disappointing. Um, you look back and you can criticise Steve Clark. Obviously, the first game, I thought team-wise, tactically, was wrong. Um, against England, a lot better. Obviously, we only get one point, Gordon. There's also the argument, if it wasn't for... You know the situation Billy Gilmore Who's a sensational mm. Against England Wouldn't have been at the Euros uh, He wouldn't have probably been in the squad ah, If you're going to say that though You could then say If I it know. wasn't for Covid He'd no, have played but, the last game but, And we'd have won and went through So Yeah well he wouldn't have, I, But What my point is I, I do see the sense In sticking with Stevie Clark I, I, This chopping and changing Who do we get next It'll be the same trial period I just think that you've got to give Especially an international manager Stevie Clark has Showed that he is a good manager uh, He's got a good squad there I don't think he'll have a lot of excuses Because it is a good squad It's fully talent, uh, full of talent I think we've got to give him time I really do And I think he deserves that As much as everybody was disappointed with the Euros There's no doubt about that Take away the England game The other two games were poor for me uh, But I don't see any benefit Than ripping it up and starting again I just think we should go with Steve Clark, put our trust in him, let him work with this young squad now. He's changing one or two things. He's, he's trying to look at the future. He's he's introducing young players into the squad. He's got great ability in there. You know, the, the Gilmores, the Pattersons and all these lads. So I think he's certainly got something to work with. One of the main guys for me coming back would be a massive plus. You're talking about back three. Suter at Hearts, I think he's a terrific player as well. So that'll add a bit of strength. I just don't see the, the point in ripping everything up and starting again. And listen, you're right, we do have good players. I thought as a team, we underperformed at the Euros. And maybe that's because of a lack of experience at that level, both from the manager and from the players. You know, Croatia, they all seem to have 100 caps. The Czechs all seem to have 50 or 60 caps We didn't And that experience I think told in the summer They knew how to win the games When they needed to win the games So the only way for Steve Clark to gain the experience And the players to gain the experience Is to be allowed to, to get through The rest of the World Cup campaign to guitar And then the next Euros campaign Now if they don't qualify for either tournament Steve Clark will know what's coming around the corner for him But I think by, by keeping it all together Having a bit of continuity Having faith and belief that these players, good players, can eventually get it right. I think that's probably the best the SFA can do at the minute. What do you make of that, Brian? Because it used to be every time we failed to qualify for a tournament, people would phone this show and understandably say, oh, well, we'll fail to qualify, so sack the manager, change the manager. Are we now already in a place where we get to the competition, but if we don't do quite as well as we want, but we sack that manager as well? Is that sustainable to keep doing that? And it wasn't just that we do have to do well, it's just the way that they played in these two games. It was just so negative. There was no... The first game was after taking. If we would have beat the Czech Republic, we would have qualified. And there seemed no great desire, or even tactical or players-wise, to actually go and attempt to do that. The Euros is a weird one I'm not sure we need to kind of Go over the games from a couple of months ago. We, we, we kind of did it then, but I, I get why it's relevant. The notion that the Czech Republic game was negative with 19 shots at goal We were poor, right? We, we, we didn't take those chances We lacked quality in the final third mm. We get done with two very good goals 
I'm not, I, I don't know how that translates to be negative That's that's the one thing I've always no, struggled I with do, I, I think disappointing I thought that well, Like the, I said, there's loads that was bad about it yeah. But I, I've never seen a game where you have 19 shots yeah. And then that gets described as I, negative And I think that's why it was disappointing Because we thought we had a great opportunity to go off to a good start and We lacked quality in key areas yeah. Shea Adams yeah. should have started we all the rest of it yes, absolutely. Uh, Of course, I think the... He came in for a bit of criticism and the substitutions as well and stuff like that. But as Roger quite rightly pointed out there, it's been a long time since we got to a, a, one of these tournaments. It's a learning curve for it as well. I'm sure Steve Clark, an experienced a manager coach as he, has, as he is, I think you'd have learned a lot about the Euros, Gordon. And the players are the same. As much as you're saying an olden Czech and Croatia team, they know how to get the job done. They had good experienced players. And how do you get experience by capping the same guys? Exactly, exactly. And that's why I don't think we're at a situation just now to rip everything up, get a new manager in, everybody debate it, good or bad, let's see what started good. I think we're on the right track. I think it's a good decision to stay with Steve. Thank you to Brian. Let's bring Nadim from Livingston in. Nadim, is there anyone you can think of that you feel has been overlooked for this squad? Uh, hi Gordon, hi Roger, and, hi, and Gordon as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, and I was saying to your producer there, Gordon, that I, I feel, um, I mean, I, I've not not massively strong feelings about it because I do think it's a it is a really strong squad, and it's good to see some new players coming in. But I feel the discussion that we had before the Euros about Ryan Gold, maybe maybe just not being able to make the the squad at the time. And I know he's moved over to Canada now. Um, but I just, I just feel that he's the type of player that that would you know would be able to maybe open up defences and, and and you know and maybe get us goals when when, when we're struggling to, to get goals and maybe just that creative spark that I think we don't really have at the moment you know I mean Lewis Ferguson for me is is a good player um, but I don't think he's gonna he's, you know he's not gonna open up defences and and you know and, and and score you know important goals I don't think anyway I mean I know he's tied well I he's doing well but. I just feel you know Ryan Gold has been overlooked again, and and, and a, a player of that quality, you know that, that he's done well over, overseas. Surely he should get a chance at some point. Yeah, Roger, what do you think? It's an interesting one, Nadim. I haven't seen too much of him mainly because Vancouver play at three o'clock in the morning. But um, he, he did score a winning goal for them the other night. A header, he, wasn't it? Yeah, man in a match in the previous game. So since he's moved from Firenze. He has done well. He obviously did very well at Forense in the Portuguese top flight last season to attract interest from a lot of clubs. He's now at a decent age. I think he's 25, Gordon. He's at a decent age to maybe make the step up. But there are a lot of good midfield players there. You look at Gilmer, McGregor, Turnbull, McGinn, Christie, Armstrong. There are a lot of decent players. Kenny McLean, now they're playing in the English Premier League again. So it's a big ask for Ryan Gold. It is noticeable. As well, you know, Johnny Russell's sort of fallen off the radar. Lewis Morgan's fallen off the radar. Danny Wilson's fallen off the radar. It, it could be that maybe Steve Clark doesn't think that you know going over there and playing at that level and the travelling it all entails is necessarily conducive to doing well for Scotland. Nadim's comparison, though, I mean, because you're right, you've listed off all of our kind of best midfielders. I think Nadim was getting at if there was a space today for Lewis Ferguson, would that be a space that could be taken by yeah. by Ryan Gold? Listen, listen, it's a perfectly good argument. We see Lewis Ferguson week in, week out, started reasonably well to the season again. As we said, pre season, 
and playing alongside Scott Brown will help him and there's a good balance in that midfield Funzo Ojo has been one of the revelations of the season so far the way he's been performing for Aberdeen so it doesn't surprise me just turned 22 yesterday I think Lewis Ferguson saw today I think was it, was it today? Uh, certainly yesterday or today great good birthday present, present for him yeah. um, I was actually speaking to his father I was out at Hamilton for Super Scoreboard on Saturday for the Kilmarnock game I was speaking to his father asking for Lewis and he seems to be enjoying his football up there and doing well and good luck to him what do you think of that inclusion? In fact, I tell you what, let's play Stevie Clark's thoughts on it. No offence to you or Roger mm, or Nadim, but it's, it's important what he thinks. Uh, he says he's always been a fan of Lewis Ferguson, and here's what he had to say on what he can bring to the squad. I like Lewis. I've always liked Lewis. I've kept an eye on his progress. I think he's, he's always done very well with Aberdeen. When I was commandant manager, we, we, we rarely beat Aberdeen. They always seemed to have a little hoodoo over us, and, and Lewis was a big part of that. I, I like what he gives box to box. He can do the defensive part. Strong boy. I actually spoke to Lewis in the summer a little bit about keeping fit just in case we got some injuries uh, or COVID issues during the, the tournament. I asked him to keep fit. So he's someone I've been thinking about for a little while. And obviously with Scott McTominay missing out, uh, it was a chance to put Lewis in. I did wonder, Nadim, and I'll be honest, I shouldn't admit this, but I hadn't heard that clip yet. Um, I did wonder how much the physicality had, had come into Stevie Clark's thought process, Nadim, with Scott McTominay missing. And the, the sort of all-action, box-to-box, as he called it, the powerful type of midfielder Lewis Ferguson is. I wonder if that's what's given him the, the edge this time. Possibly, Gordon. Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I definitely take your point on board with that. I mean, definitely I would say Lewis Ferguson is more of a, a box-to-box, uh, powerful kind of can in your face, you know, midfielder than, than what Ryan Gold is. But I think, I mean, Roger was talking about the fact that um, you know, um, during the Euros, that experience is this kind of let us down. You know, in terms of we were the most um, junior in terms of uh, caps in the team, and I get that, but I don't really hundred percent agree with that. I think you know, you, you, no matter how many caps you have in your squad, you need quality to win games. And I just think going forward, I think defensively, Luis Ferguson is a better player than, than Gold. But I think going forward, in order to to, to win games, you need to score goals. I just feel that the Ryan Gold is is, is a bit is, is maybe a better option going forward. But I understand why he's probably affecting there because he is a good player. Mm-hmm. But I just think yeah, he's, he's he's maybe not as good going forward as, as what Ryan Gold is. That that notion of getting caps, Gordon. I I didn't want us to hammer that too much because Nadim's right. That doesn't mean you just keep capping people if they don't deserve it. Just so you can say you've got an experienced squad, of course not. But but there has to be a fine line. We were the most inexperienced squad at the Euros in terms of caps. You look at the other. Teams, Roger and I were discussing it at one point earlier on this this evening. Just take Sweden as an example, purely because there are some familiar names in there. Mikael Lustig, for instance. Now we saw him years ago, and he's mm-hmm. he's, he's getting a bit older now. And people probably thought he was coming to the end, but but Sweden were just so ex- they were just so experienced. Him, Sebastian Larsson, guys who are on paper individually, you think how are they operating at that level of international football? But did we learn over the summer that experience is actually more important than, than we give it credit for? Yeah, yeah, because you're going into a tournament, Gordon. It's not just one-off games um, and then you're away waiting for the next game to qualify for it. You are actually in a tournament and these guys have never experienced that. You know, and you look at and you rightly so talk about the Czech game at the beginning. Croatia, I thought, were brilliant. I really did. I just thought they were a team that knew how to manage that situation because their players had played in so many tournaments together as a team, so many caps. I think you've got to grow in it. I totally agree with you. You just don't get a cap because, you know, let's get you a few caps and hope you... you you've got to earn these caps. And I think the players in there, you know, I, I, they should be given that chance. I listened to Steve Clark there. Go 
Rangold is a good one that Nadine's talking about. But the problem is he's overseas, right? Clark's watched Ferguson probably every time he's played against Aberdeen, probably pinpointed Ferguson in his team talks. So that's in his mind. He talks there about box-to-box, defensive. So already he's talking about two positions he can fill in for him and strong. And I think Steve Clark likes that type of player. Uh, Nadim, the previous caller was not happy at uh, Stevie Clark being given a new contract. He thinks that shouldn't have been the case. What's your view on it? Um, yeah, I don't agree with that. I found that strange that, that he was saying that. I think... Yeah, I and mean, it wasn't a great Euros for us. I absolutely agree with that. But we did qualify to the Euros, you know, through the playoff stage. But, you know, we did do that. And that was Stevie Clark got us there in terms of getting through the, the, the playoff. Um, and I, I mean, although we didn't have a great Euros, I think you definitely see signs that, that we are improving as a team. So although I'm saying you, you shouldn't always give caps to, you know, to players just for, for the sake of it. But I think, I do think we need to stick with Steve Clark because... I think he's, he's he's the best manager for the job at this moment in time. And even if he didn't qualify for the for the World Cup, I think he still needs to stay for for the next Euros to see to see what we can mm-hmm. do because that continuity in terms of manager wise is I think is is, is key just now because you, you do have players coming in and out of the squad, but the manager is a key thing. He needs to be a, a, a constant in there. Good man, Nadim. It was nice to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Do you agree or disagree with what you're hearing? Anything else to add? Get your calls in, and we could be speaking to you next. <laughs> 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Producer Callum just gave me some information I really didn't want to hear He says George is on the line in Glasgow But he's got 1% battery left in his phone Right George, take it away And if you disappear we know what's going on Hi, yeah um, So it's just on the Scotland squad here um, I, I quite like it um, But I've I, I, I was just wanting to uh, talk about the right back position. Um, you know, you've got Stephen O'Donnell in there, and I would have liked to have seen maybe like Sean Rooney uh, been given uh, opportunity, given his form from First and Johnson. In terms of the keepers, you know, I would possibly go for Sander Clark, given the form that he's in at the moment, and that's my point. I like that's a guy who knows he's on one percent battery, so he's mm. delivered the three points very clearly. And if we ta- if we can't get back to him, we can't get back to him. Uh, what all order do you want to take them in? He wants to see Sean Rooney in place of Stephen O'Donnell in the squad. Uh, not for me. I think if Stephen O'Donnell's going to be replaced, and you Graham Alexander was in some of the newspapers this morning, just backing O'Donnell to keep his place. He's very close to a silver medal for twenty five caps for his country now. Stephen O'Donnell is. He served Alan McLeish, he served Steve Clark, and he, he looks as if he's going to take a bit of ousting from that position. If he is ousted, I think the other guy in the squad, mm. Nathan Panthers, not be the one to do it. So not Sean Rooney for you? Not for me. Based I agree, on? I agree with that. I think, I think Roger's right. I think that uh, there's a line there that Steve Clark has. Adonald's number one just now. It'll be interesting to see if he still is next week. Patterson would be the next one in. Um, I know Celtic fans will be shouting down the phone Well if it's Rooney what, What's up with Alston Who's in brilliant form for Celtic just now uh, No I like Sean Rooney He gives everything he's got But uh, he's down the pecking order in my, my opinion Does this go back to what we said earlier it, About continuity People out there accuse it of Maybe being blind loyalty Which which I get But if, if And I'm second guessing here If in Stevie Clark's mind he thinks right, Stephen O'Donnell, Sean Rooney there's not much between them Which he might think I, I don't know But if that was the thought process 
But one's got 20 caps and one doesn't yeah, you, you, you go for the one that's got the 20 caps It's continuity, it's experience You're also taking out a level of doubt Because Sean Rooney's done really well for St Johnson He, he will be a hero in Perth forevermore For his goal-scoring heroics in the two cup finals last season But if Sean Rooney was to be thrown in in Copenhagen or in Vienna There's that element of doubt You don't know how he's going to cope With that level up at international football You know how Stephen O'Donnell's going to cope Now nobody's saying he's Cafu But you know what he's going to do um, So Steve Clark The performance been... at Wembley wasn't so long ago Yeah, yeah, exactly So, so Steve Clark knows what he gets mm. from Stephen O'Donnell George, I think you had an interesting point About Grant Hanley as well Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I saw Grant Hanley, you know, in the Euros, and you know he he, he did quite he did pretty well in um, against England, but um, and and the other, I'm not a great fan of him to be honest because he's got this tendency to sort of give the ball away, and he's quite slow getting out of defence. Um, I know he's doing quite well at. I think it's Newcastle, but he's surrounded by good quality players there. Um, I, th- I think we're covered quite well in terms of, uh, you know, the centre of defence and whatnot. But, um, you know, I, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's Norwich at the moment. You're right. It used to be at Newcastle. Um, Gordon he was probably one of our better performers yeah. at the Euros, though, wasn't he? I, f- I feel like we there is is it. Is that one that we need to be debating at the moment? No, I think I think George has been a little bit hard on Hanley. I think he just realised that his battery was going to go there, so he threw it in the mix and got off. Um, no, I thought Hanley had a good Euros, Gordon. The one thing that surprised us all was his, his turn of pace. And I think you need that um, in international football, and especially football that he's playing in, week in, week out. Uh, you need a turn of pace. He's certainly got that. I think he's a good defender. Um, so no I would certainly be sticking by Grant Hanley If I'm honest I would like to see If we're going to go a three I would love to see A fit um, You know Up to speed Suter in there With a Hanley and a Tierney Well I mean that, That's going to have, have to happen Down the line yeah. of course Stevie Clark says On the defensive issues He says he has been impressed By Anthony Ralston He's now challenging him To pin down a spot at Celtic And he says It's also important To give John Suter time To settle into domestic football again after that long injury. Yeah, great to see Big John back and doing well for Hearts. I think for John is a case of letting him settle in, get a run of matches and, and, and keep improving on his, his game and his fitness. Uh, I like John. I like him as a player and I like him as a person. Tony Ralston's come into the Celtic team and, and done great. He's one of the ones that's really benefited from the, the new style of play for Celtic, the, the, the way they're playing. But I think for Tony Ralston, it's, it's a case of continuing that and, and seeing if he can keep Keeping the team or staying the team for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, look, listen, he's always. A, it's funny you do these Scotland squad press conferences, and he names twenty six players, and half the questions are about players he hasn't yeah. named. You've seen it's it always yourself, the way, isn't it? Whether yeah. whether it's Lee Griffiths or Lauren Shankland or Ollie McBurney or in this instance mm. John Souter and Tony Ralston and the goalkeepers, etc., etc. It's just human nature. He can't name them all in a squad. Um, he will be watching. Suter, he will be watching Ralston, I'm sure there are other guys up and down the country He'll be trying to keep an eye out for as well There's three lads at Sheffield United who haven't started mm. particularly well Fleck, McBurney and Burke None of them in this squad They'll have a chance yeah. to come back again in another squad And he'll be keeping an eye mm. out for the likes of Lauren Shanklin Who made his debut yeah. in the Belgian top flight at the weekend It's a fair point that Gordon Because it's easy when it comes to international football You hear it all the time Ah we just pick the same guys We're too loyal, we just pick the same Roger has just listed off 
And tell me which ones I've missed Ollie McBurney mm-hmm. John Fleck Ollie Burke Lee Griffiths Liam Palmer um, Shankland. Shankland. Lauren Shankland um, Suter and Ralston the, the, the goalkeepers We used more players in qualification Than any other team in Europe I think There are a list as long as your arm Of players that have been called up Under Stevie Clark that aren't So is it, is it a bit of an easy Conclusion to jump to That we pick the same players When the facts would tell you That we don't Yeah when the facts are there You realise that Steve Clark doesn't He mixes it up Gordon I'm glad he's mixed up With the goalkeepers I think that's the right way To go as well He's obviously got a situation With uh, McTominay So he's got to replace him But everyone's got to have They'll have their own opinion Of who to bring in And they'll give a reason And you're right about Steve Clark He's sitting there And he's talking about Players that aren't in the squad Instead of focusing On the positives The guys that are there I'm sure that if these guys and he mentioned Ralston right because that's a big talking point just now for the Celtic fans he said there explained it if Ralston keeps playing mm. the way he's playing he'll be in the squad well, I don't want to steal Kevin's thunder because I think he's got a point sort of on that Kevin take it away yeah hiya, hiya panel Hello. Hey, how you doing good thanks hey, Kevin. Um, yeah this, this why is Ralston Ralston's not getting a, a shout in I don't I don't understand it I think Stevie Clark's answer, Kevin, was you know it's now he likes him, he's aware of what he's doing, and now time to to just nail down that Celtic spot and and take it from there. I know you might not agree with it. Is it not at least understandable? Championship game. Say that again. Sorry. Uh, Pars- is it Parson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. Nathan. Played- Nathan Parson. Yeah. He's only played twenty minutes, twenty five minutes a- mm-hmm. against a championship team. Yeah. Is it no go? And I can I actually remember. I- I think he said We'll go with form So he's not you, picking with form you, you look at the situation I always thought it was going to be hard We're only three or four games into the season I always thought it was going to be hard For anyone To convince Steve Clark That they were able to, to Jump into mm-hmm. this squad I think if it had been If the international Had been another Four or five games Down the line Then And Ralston has Saw off Alkmaar And he's run the show See, Against yeah, Rangers and, uh, and, and so on And also What, what would have happened Tony Nelson comes into the squad today. What happens if by the October, the next international triple header, Joseph Juranovic is a Celtic right back and Tony Nelson can't get into the team? So I think maybe Steve Clark is taking a sort of longer view in this. Who's to say by mm-hmm. October, Tony Nelson hasn't seen off Alkmaar, hasn't seen off Rangers, hasn't seen off Joseph Juranovic in the short term? And he might get into that squad then if Nathan Patterson hasn't been played or if Stephen O'Donnell's form's a problem mm. or something like that. But I think I think it was always going to be hard. And you can take Daz is talking about Suter. I agree with him and John Suter. I think he's a really good player. But I always thought it was going to be difficult for anyone to, to make their way into this squad. And Kevin's right in the sense Nathan Patterson hasn't mm-hmm. played a lot of football. Um, but I, I, actually neither is Anthony Ralston. He's played more than Nathan Patterson. But as Roger says, because we're so early in the season, no one has played a lot of football. So what you've got is you've got... Nathan Patterson who's played fewer games But was at the Euros Was at the training camp before it Made a couple of appearances And Stevie Clark saw him Versus Anthony Ralston Who has played a few more games But but doesn't have those things in his favour So you can kind of understand that I can totally understand it And I cannot totally understand The other side of the argument From the Celtic supporters Talking about Patterson's lack of games But you're right Gordon Patterson's been involved in it Patterson's got to be a terrific young player. Um, unfortunately, just now he's not going to a lot of game time because of the situation with Tavernier. Ralston's different. Ralston get in there because Celtic only had one right back. Let's be honest. And to be fair to the boy and well done to him, 
he grabbed that chance because everyone thought that Ralston was going out the door. Ralston will probably not, he'll not be bothered about the Scotland squad just now. He'll be solely focused on saying, I'm going to keep this jersey. I know I've got competition. I want to be club football first. Then the rewards will come with it. Steve Clark explained the reason why Ralston's not in this squad. Now, I think that Ralston's priority right now is to make sure that he is in the next squad because if he keeps it for him and he keeps players away from his jersey and he's a regular in that Celtic team and there's no... Just now, it would be very hard to replace him. I, I, and I watched him. I don't care about this. Oh, it's St Mirren and 10 men. I don't buy into all that. I watched the lad on Saturday and he was different class once again. That's going to be fascinating though, isn't it? Maybe one for another night in greater detail, but paid a couple of million quid for a Croatian international. Yeah. Anthony Ralston certainly we does have the jersey at the moment. played at the Euros and beat Scotland at Hamden. I was just going to ask that, medium to long term, who will be the first Celtic defender on the Scotland squad? Tony Ralston or Stephen mm, Welsh? That's a good point. Because he's not one that we've mentioned yet on air But there were lots of tweets Well I'll, Right Okay I'll depend on I think Celtic will still Strengthen In the centre back position as well Gordon well, Julian, Even if they don't sign Julian will come uh, back Yeah so I think Welsh will be in the same boat as Ralston The two of them will really need to battle mm. To keep their places But let's face it On current form just now The two of them have been excellent Kevin thank you Sorry it was short and sweet We're going to have to squeeze this in Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/slash-football. Oh, it's been a real mixed bag for Gordon DL on Beat the Pundit this season. It could be him, it could be Roger Hanna, but they need someone to take on. So, if that person is you, pick up the phone right now. 01419511025. You need to call before seven o'clock, and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here Lots of debate to be had about that Scotland squad that was announced today If you've got any thoughts on it, keep them coming in We've heard from Stevie Clark and I'm sure there's room uh, for your thoughts on it as well Good time to maybe change the subject as well though Rangers fans, Celtic fans How big a week is this in Europe? We're only two days away from Alishkert and Alkmaar respectively so give us your thoughts How are you feeling And of course The small matter Of a meeting between the sides At the weekend as well So perhaps it's a, a bit of a package deal here Perhaps you can't As managers always tell us Take one game at a time So Alishkert, Alkmaar Rangers fans, Celtic fans Let us know how you're feeling Any other thoughts That you think we've missed Give us a call The Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time first though Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel both standing by One of them will take on Ricky from Bishop Briggs How's it going Ricky? Uh, not bad Gordon You feeling confident? Yeah, not bad Not no. bad, not bad. That's just, that's a, I think that's a good level of confidence I, I, I think that's very confident from Ricky Think so? Yeah, no, I, think yeah I like that I, I like that He's come on here Yeah, not bad we said last night uh, Mario who was on And beat the pundit uh, he, was out a, he was out a jog And he lost And I just said I'm glad you weren't here Because you'd have told him To jog on Whereas Hugh was perfectly Polite about it He was out jogging And phone so, yeah, pull, oh. Just pulled over Got a bit of shade Under a tree So it's nice weather's back yeah, in And okay. took part And beat Ricky, the pundit Ricky are you out jogging tonight? 
No, no, no. Jog on, jog on. Jog on. Uh, Ricky, right, I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, you will play Roger Hanna, who starts on minus one. And if it's tails, you will play Gordon Dunk, uh, Gordon DL, I should say. <laughs> um, I'd like to see that one. That's uh, good. That's good. Do the question. Uh, Gordon DL does not start on minus one, by the way. So here we go. Tails again DL up against Ricky from Bishop Briggs Have you played yet this season? Yeah once. Yes. Just the ones Honestly Right anyway So we'll give Gordon some Clyde to Ricky I'll put 30 seconds on the clock It's pretty simple To be honest Ricky The only thing you need to know Is if you can't think of the answer Just pass quickly And we'll move on to the next one Okay Okay Gordon Right 30 seconds And your time starts now Which side did Chris Sutton Join Celtic from in 2000? Right, Who's the youngest player to have played for Rangers so far this season? Kelly Who are Scotland's first opponents in the September international fixtures? Austria Aberdeen's European opponents Carabag are based in which country? Uh, pass Who's the only player in Stevie Clark's squad who plays outside of the UK club football? No, pass In what decade did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? The 90s Okay let's bring Gordon DL back Gordon can you hear us? Yeah you... sorry sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Same set of questions? Yeah okay Which side did Chris Sutton join Celtic from in 2000? Norwich Who is the youngest player to have played for Rangers so far this season? Uh, Kelly Who are Scotland's first opponents in the September international fixtures? Denmark Aberdeen's European opponents Carabag are based in which country? Um, I know that Um Pat. Who is the only player in Stevie Clark's Scotland squad who plays his club football outside of the UK? Um, 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 uh. I don't know. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Ricky, how do you think that went? I think he's maybe just put me. <laughs> I'm not so sure, Ricky. I am not so uh, sure. Roger diffi- Hanna. Diffi- difficult questions for me, I thought. No, I think the, so? country, yeah. the country's doing my head. I thought, yeah. I well, thought just you wait, you'll find out. Uh, At least I'm glad I didn't get a zero. <laughs> Yes, I was a bit worried for you, Ricky. Um, Which side did Chris Sutton join Celtic from? You both took turns at naming Chris Sutton's former teams, but none of you got the right one, which was Chelsea. Oh, I never got no. Well, never got it. I went Norwich. Yeah, went there from Blackburn, didn't he, Roger? Yeah. Um, Who's the youngest player to have played for Rangers so far this season? You both went Stephen Kelly when it's Nathan Patterson. He is younger. Oh, Mm, so I thought it was a trick question. Well done, Callum. Like your style there. Um, who are Scotland's first opponents in the September international fixtures? This is where I felt really bad for Ricky because Ricky knew that Chris Sutton used to play for Blackburn and he knew that Stephen Kelly was young and played for Rangers and he knew that Scotland played Denmark, but none of them were uh, Austria, but none of them are right because the answer is Denmark, which Gordon got, and he goes 1 0 in front. Aberdeen's European opponents, Carabag. I'm just disappointed you didn't give this a go. I'd love to have seen your attempt at it. I can't remember Azerbaijan Azerbaijan You ever been? <laughs> no No no. I'm surprised to hear that um, Who's the only player In Stevie Clark's squad Who plays club football Outside don't, the UK Still don't tell me <laughs> We're going to have oh, to Tell you at some mate. stage yeah, what, what position? <sighs> Defence Centre back Oh Jack Henry I'm not playing this game ah! And that was the end of the road For you Ooh. 1-0 Oh we are get ready For a tiebreak Ricky got one more question What was it? Wait to hear it as well Right In what decades Did Motherwell Last win the Scottish Cup <laughs> I'm not even sure He'd get that Dang Yeah there we go So Ricky equalised On a question That you would have got <laughs> If you were just a little bit quicker <laughs> I'm delighted With that Absolutely delighted <laughs>
Uh, Ricky, for, I feel like we're going to tiebreakers all the time at the moment. So, Ricky, I'm going oh, to. No, Ricky, I've got not a good record at tiebreakers. I'm going to ask the question. I will get Gordon to write his answer down. I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? Okay. Right, the question is this. How many players, past or present, have at least 50 caps for the Scotland men's national team? So the role of honour, 50 caps and up, how many players are in that? How many players, past or present, have at least 50 caps for the Scotland men's national team? Write it down, please. Ricky? <laughs> 40. Ricky's gone for 40. <laughs> Gordon Dale's aim high. He's aiming high at 101. Roger, just out of curiosity. 22 The answer is 33 The side Ooh. ball is on its way To Bishop Briggs Well done Ricky Thank you Gordon I honestly 101 Are you going to wish Ricky well? Ah, oh, well done Ricky Well done Ricky Don't lose that number if, if, if I had never got that question right What a slagging I would have got in my bowling club I can tell you <laughs> Ricky we'll get... what a slagging I'm going to get that you actually beat me <laughs> Well done Ricky That was Ricky And from Bishop Briggs oh, that was terrible. I think we should get you to go to the bowling club And present the ball Tuesday Are you a bowler? Up. You seem like a bowler I like bowls yeah. You? Yeah, you're, I like you're dressed like a bowler I like it That's a golfer son That's not, But I cannot but You should have just moved me on I'd have beat Ricky 2-1 this is spectacularly This is my fault All of a sudden How could that possibly be? Yeah It's, it's my fault That you couldn't remember Where, where you know, I was going Carabag to say, was I was from. going to say I knew that as well I was going to say Patterson But I thought it was a trick question <laughs> what, but In what way would Because Patterson was too obvious Wasn't it? Let's face it Everybody would have said Patterson Apart no, from me and I Ricky. don't really follow the logic Because <laughs> well, Stephen well, Kelly is also a young Rangers player yeah, so. Exactly But a lot of people would have forgot that Kelly had been playing You know <laughs> Roger are you any any closer to understanding this? Did no, you get no my... I, was, I, I was a bit like you though I was dying for the answer for where Carabai came from oh, I, Absolutely I, I, know, I know I think he also I, I had an idea I, I'm a bit worried that he's on to us now and I think six months ago He would have dived in there But he, he doesn't know it So he just He moved on Rather than say something That he knows is hideously wrong Yeah possibly Is that fair? No because I was going to give it a go And then I realised I may as well move on <laughs> Okay You won't ever forget will I, you? Do you know I, I, I feel bad tonight I feel I feel what, About uh, what? I, I now need Black Arthur on Between now and 8 o'clock My record is went downhill yeah, I could, I, Did you win last night? Uh, yeah on the tie break didn't he Yeah he won on the tie I, break I could now be Livingston I could be bottom of the, the table Think so? Yeah I've got a funny feeling Black Arthur's going to Difficult start to the season uh, uh, Roger you're, Tuesday nights have thrown me For some reason you're, fo you're focusing too much on your golf And not enough on your Beat the pundit No Tuesday nights By the way his golf game is yeah. Phenomenal at the moment yeah. Yeah. yeah Great progress And he even found his magic ball today Do you want to share it with the listeners Because listen we You get hard enough time on this show Right, you do. You get a, you get a hard enough time. We sure slag what? you all the time. I think you should. I think you should take the opportunity for a bit of praise at how well your golf game has progressed since you got your new hip. Oh yeah, certainly. So, uh, but it's my new ball. So what year? What year? What uh, month of the year do you really start the golf season? Was it about March time? Yeah. What was your handicap then? Sixteen. And what is it now? Eight point nine. I think that's good. I think that's good. I think that's a small listen, round of applause. Listen, for the I think there's people applauding all around. I'm told he's regularly in at the golf club secretary just to check what his handicap is. Hopeless it beat the pundit. <laughs> I've down from sixteen to eight point nine. Hopeless it beat the pundit, but he's good at golf. Right, oh one four one nine five one one two five. Uh, big week in Europe, Roger. Oh yeah, listen, we said it in the show on Saturday. Huge for all four teams in this part of the world, inevitably. 
We'll look, <laughs> sorry, pardon me. We'll look at the old farm, but it's great for it. Oh, I've gone for a minute. It's great for St Johnson and Aberdeen. Aberdeen have been in the European groups before. Jimmy Calderwood had, had them in the old you know, UEFA Cup groups. They were playing the likes of Atletico Madrid. I remember Sergio Aguero playing for Atletico Madrid against Aberdeen. There was a Bayern Munich game. For St Johnson, can you imagine? St Johnson, fantastic. Two Cups wins. The League Cup, the Scottish Cup last season. Historic, we spoke about Sean Rooney, his role earlier on, Callum Davidson's role. I think one of the lads, it might have been Jason Kerr the other day, saying, in fact it was Liam Gordon, saying, if St Johnson could get into a group stage of the Europa Conference League, that would eclipse incredibly their best ever season with those two cup wins. Gordon, are you ready to rejoin us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea what Roger was talking about. I've lost it, absolutely lost it. The worst, this should never happen. So unprofessional. It's gone, just, just play, play the theme tune and we'll get out of here. Uh, on, a, on a serious note, are you ready? Yeah, Can you actually yeah, rejoin yeah, us? Yeah, just, just take a deep breath. Um, how much are you looking forward to Thursday? Nervous, yeah, nervousness I'm, I'm looking, around. I'm looking forward to the full week, Gordon. I think that Thursday is. No, I'm not nervous. I think. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't mean specifically you. I should have been clearer. I mean, no, no um, big games, edgy games for both yeah, sides. Yeah, I, I think that Rangers will definitely have enough. Um, it's probably a, it's, it's going to be a long trip for them. There's no doubt, but. I didn't see that team, even at home advantage, has got to trouble Rangers. I think the Rangers should have put the, the tie to bed. And I do think that Celtic will maybe concede a goal because I, I, I think they're not too bad. But I just think watching them on Saturday, middle to front, you know, the movement, the pace, the the players that are in form just now, I think Celtic will certainly score away from and, and home. Listen, that's the beauty of it as well. We're going to four ties on Thursday that are winnable for all four teams. Celtic go to the Netherlands with that two-goal mm-hmm. advantage and a good performance last week. And as we said earlier, Alkmaar only once in their history have overturned a two-goal deficit. Rangers go to Armenia 1-0 up. Alice Kent, with all due respect, I don't think mm. we'll, we'll trouble Rangers too. No. Rangers were poor. They won't be that poor again, I don't think. Um, and, and look at Ab- Aberdeen could overturn that. If it told you, Red Army, Dave yeah. Galloway, yeah. all of them there cheering them mm. on. And St. Johnson, you know, they've done more than 50% of the job. Yeah. A draw away in Austria. Mm. Let's just hope they could see it through sure. on Thursday. Good chance for you to get involved, Rangers fans, Celtic fans. I know international squad debates are not for everyone. That's understandable. So if you want to get involved, and discuss your team's chances on Thursday night Team selection thoughts How big a week it is Because you've obviously got the meeting uh, Of the sides at Ibrooks on Sunday Then now's a great time to call 01419511025 We're only two days away In fact by this time on Thursday um, Celtic will just be kicking off And Rangers will be done and dusted So it's a great time to get your calls in And uh, let us know what you're thinking ahead of that one I mean Gordon Celtic's Style if you like The philosophy It clearly isn't going to change For for Alkmaar away Will mm. it? No I don't think it can I think everybody's Bought into this Attacking football Look You've still got to Be a, a bit careful Gordon Because We did see signs That this team are capable Of opening up Celtic As they did On Thursday night And Really should have Walked away from the tie With a goal As much as Celtic Created a lot of chances um, So I don't think the manager's going to all of a sudden go over there and change his formation and put everyone behind the ball and try and hit them the counter. Certainly are playing too well. 
They're playing attractive football They're playing quick football Interchanging They've got players banging for them I thought Turnbull was sensational Against St Mirren at the weekend there um, it's just picking the right team for the job on Thursday night and I'm sure a manager will look thoroughly into that with also one eye on Sunday Well let's hear from him then he says David Turnbull says there's no chance of Celtic players changing their style of play when they head to Ibrox they do take on Rangers on Sunday but Alkmaar comes first uh, looking to book their place in the Europa League he was asked if he thinks they can make it a memorable week for the right reasons I do um, it'll be a huge week um, also Thursday Sunday Um Two good teams um, that we'd be up on it at the moment. The fans are selling against anyone, and it's just about taking that into the game and looking forward to it. There's always been great players here. Everything's kind of working at the moment, and we're all new signings have come in. They've bedded in well. They've contributed a lot. It's just about keeping that going. And all the old boys, Cal sitting behind you, just keeps everything ticking. It's great to be alongside players like that. Yeah, that's the way we want to play, and he's kind of drilled that into us. Um, so we'll go over there looking to. The way we have been And getting the result 0141 Rangers fans You're up first on Thursday Alice Kirk at 4pm Alkmaar Celtic 7.15 So both of you Great time to get in touch And give us your thoughts You're a couple of days out How confident are you All the usual pre-match debate About who should play And who shouldn't Now is the time to share it 1025 And we will speak to you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here We've got Ricky on the line We've got some others as well So it's a good time to get involved If you want to talk Europa League on Thursday uh, We've clearly got one eye as well On the old firm on Sunday um, Get your calls in Tweet us as well at Clyde SSB I like this one from Jamesy Gordon who says it's a bit suspicious that the Dazzler is honking at a game on national radio but he's brilliant apparently at a solo game with nobody about filling in and submitting a wee card that nobody checks I think he's doubting your, your golf improvement well I think that they should get their information right when you play in a medal you've got three players and someone that's all your pals though it's not my pals I played with two I strangers you're everybody's Saturday. pal you always like yeah. to get in well, with you everybody. played me today Okay. No, I just thought it was an interesting point from Jamesy right, I, well, I don't like somebody saying I'm cheating at golf We've got a teaser here from James In Hamilton James wants to know Can you name the longest serving player Currently for each Scottish top flight team Don't want to dwell on this too long Because there's, there's a lot of answers So let's buzz through them and, yep. Roger hey, That was a good one McGregor Tavernier Tavernier for Rangers, yes Alright, I thought Right, second time. Um, Celtic then. Who's Celtic? McGregor. No. Forrest. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. Can you name the longest-serving player for each of the current top-flight clubs in Scotland? I like that. Get uh, get your suggestions in if you want to play along. And by the way, it's full time at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to hear your question um, on the show. Right, Ricky is a Celtic fan on the line. What is on your mind tonight, Ricky? Anthony Ralston. Okay. Scotland squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the boy Kevin when earlier on. The you know he thinks probably he should be in as against passing being in because uh, passing is not playing as much football. I can I think no. I, I wouldn't like Anthony Ralston to get the squad anew. I think Anthony Ralston would be better as Gordon says, concentrating on what he's doing for Celtic. Sometimes when you get into a Scotland squad and you go to games, and if you don't get a result, especially games that you know we should be getting the result or people think we should be getting the result against and we don't get it I think sometimes that puts you 
when I kind of down, I go back to your club. And if you go back to your club, you, you maybe be thinking about that and you kind of don't concentrate on your form at your club. I want to like that boy, that, that, to that boy, because the boy's done mm. the hard shift trying to get to where he is. So I would like him just to concentrate on the Celtic and then maybe later on, if it comes up, fine. How do you think this plays out from a Celtic perspective, Ricky? Uh, Josip Juranovic was officially unveiled I think you would call it today Roger Hanna uh, Number 88 as well I think I saw um, Who wore that last? Are you asking me or him? Well Gary Hooper probably was it? Was there someone in between? Brilliant. Was it Gary Hooper? I think so yeah Yeah right, Gary okay. Hooper that's where I um, Listen we've got enough quizzes going on at the moment uh, Ricky you've, Josip Juranovic Couple of million pounds 10 Croatia caps and Anthony Ralston's playing very well at the moment. How do you see that that battle for right back playing out? Well, the, the boy Juranovic is going to get his jersey off at Ralston in the first place, which I don't think uh, Postecoglou will just give him it just because he's he's got ten caps or he's paid X amount of money. And the boy will need a bit of bedding time. The 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 creation boy will need a bit of bedding time. I don't think he'll just walk into the team. Uh, maybe to, to give Ralston a, a wee break. You know, the guy comes in and he's outstanding then you can understand that but until he comes in and does that well Ralston for me under Foster Cog will keep the jersey yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one Roger with the size of this week because the, it's going to be gruelling on Celtic and Rangers players Rangers have got the, the longer journey and so on but Thursday night then on to the big game on Sunday it's not unusual for players to be pitched in did Diego Laxalt come in and go straight into a yeah. game against Rangers last season would you would that happen with Juranovic or, or is Anthony Ralston's form such that that's never going to happen? I, I think Ralston's form's such that it's it's unlikely to happen. I tend to I think Ricky makes a very very good point. I think Tony Ralston it's baby steps for him at the minute. He needs to establish himself in the Celtic team. He needs to hold his position ahead of Juranovic and then down the line he can look at Scotland things. It's the same as Stephen Welsh. Stephen Welsh will know that Christopher Julian is only a few weeks away from coming back into the team, so he'll want to. You know, keep his place in the Celtic team in Scotland will come further down the line. But um, Juranovic, five year deal he's got. Clearly, Celtic have big plans for him. But the here and now is the stat says Tony Ralston has played well. Tony Ralston deserves his place in the team in the Netherlands on Thursday night and deserves his place in the team at Ibrox on Sunday. And the last Celtic player to wear 88 was a Bowie Kuasi. Ah, see, we, we went head first then for yeah. the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, and wrong again. But get back to Ricky's point. I I think Ralston's a stick on to play the next two games if he's fit. Gone. Um, I don't think he'll, he'll he'll change much there. I think it is a bit of competition for places. He definitely needed fullbacks. He still he'll still add to his squad. He needs defenders. He needs. Um, I me personally, I think he needs another centre half in there. I think he needs a cover at left back as well for competition. But Ralston's holding the jersey and I think this is the kind of manager that will say when the big games come up Thursday and obviously the big one on Sunday, Ralston will hold the jersey. Um, Ricky, how confident are you ahead of Thursday? A 2-0 lead, I mean, is is that enough? Are you confident that it will be pain-free? expecting a nervy night? How, how do you think it will go? The next two games, we'd go, we'll score in both of them. We'd get, we'd get too much firepower going forward. I'm not saying we'll no loss at the other end. I was talking to a guy today, Rangers fan, uh, a couple of weeks ago, on the Ibrox, I would have went, we have no chance. Gone now, we have every chance. And I says to him, it could be one of the games that there's a lot of goals in it. 
Because two defences are not playing so well. But their firepower up front, the front six are playing very well in both teams for the Ibrox game. So yeah. I think it could be quite a, a you know, I think it could be a high score of probably about enough in each. If there are question marks and, and I say if right, It's not for me to say People keep coming on this phone And saying The Celtic defence Will face tougher tests At mm. some point Alkmaar Away from home is, I take it Is this the toughest test yet? Uh, yeah Because uh, They mm. looked decent last week At Celtic Park At times gone And opened Celtic up And as I said earlier Probably were disappointed Leaving Glasgow Without a goal But you got to say Celtic certainly Forward areas can cause a lot of problems as well I think it's two big games coming up I think the Celtic fans will look at these two games And think this is the biggest test Of course it is Going away from home um, on Thursday night And then going to Ibrox And I think that's where Celtic fans will start measuring The progress of Celtic just now But I totally agree with Ricky If you if you're looking at this fixture Three, four weeks ago I've, I don't think a lot of Celtic fans And and. People at Celtic Football Club would be looking forward to going to Ibrox. They'll I, be going with a lot more confidence now. I agree with that, but it's the first big test inevitably tonight because it's chance been Scotland and Tony Nelson. We talk about a big test for Tony Nelson. First big test for Carl Starfield. First big test for Joe Hart, Alkmaar, and then Rangers away from home, back to back. So Celtic have looked fantastic, flamboyant going forward. Turnbull, brilliant. Abada, Furuhashi. Edward looks as if he's edging back to his best. Forrest did well in the team at times. Rogage, Christie. Going forward, they look terrific. But this will be a big test of them at the other end of the pitch. It'll be interesting to see how they hold mm. up in these well, two if games. Well, fl- if you flip it, Roger, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But if you flip it, I think a lot of Rangers fans coming on the shore are a bit concerned about yeah. the way Rangers are defending. Well, hold that thought because we're yeah. going to bring David in in just a second. Thank you to Ricky. Ricky, it was nice to speak to you. Um, if you're interested, I suppose, with the Scotland cap on, since we've been discussing it earlier on, Kenny McLean has just scored for Norwich against Bournemouth. Is that a cup game? It will be a Carabao, yeah, Carabao Cup, cup tonight. Yeah. Um, so tough old time for Kenny McLean over the summer, having to watch his teammates play in the Euros when he played a huge role in getting us there. So good to see him back fighting fit and scoring goals. Norwich 2 0 up on Bournemouth. Um, let's quickly, any more on that teaser? Stevenson at Hibs? Yes. What about Keegan Jacobs at Livy? No Oh Okay We'll just leave it for now Let's bring in David Who's a Rangers fan What have you got for the panel tonight David? Uh, just a little question For the full panel And they can, an- they can answer it However they want to answer it uh, What are your predictions For the old firm? Who do you think is going to win And what do you think The scoreline will be? Wow We're going an early Tuesday night For a Sunday game Might be the earliest Predictions of all time Can you do it yet? Do you need to No No I don't think you can I think you've got to get by Thursday Gordon uh, There could be injuries Or whatever You've got to look at the teams On Sunday What sort of a you know, form of the game in after Thursday is that, you know, one that the fact that they've had a good performance on Thursday night, good result. Oh, both teams are away from and home. Injuries, both, as, injuries as well, does Yeah, that's what I said, injuries as well. Which the team's going to be? I think you've really got to wait all up by Sunday, round about the 11 o'clock mark when we get the team news, Gordon. Looking at this, these two, David, the fence is creaking with both them sitting on it. That would be quite something. Poor fence. Um, how confident are you as a Rangers fan then? I think after the last match, I think that's uh, Rangers starting to turn a corner now. Um, as well as Connor Golson getting a goal, his uh, confidence are all the good. Um, Morelos seems to be 
starting to get the 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 gold train started. I'm I'm a lot more confident than I was uh, about uh, the last time we were against Malamo. I'm a lot more confident. I think it will be a close match, um, but one thing for certain, it certainly won't be a nil nil. There's going to be lots of goals scored in this match. Ah, I reckon. don't say that. That means it's like <laughs> Hugh Evans does and predicts it, and then it comes uh, the opposite comes true. Um, Stephen Gerrard said Rangers were getting were more like themselves. I think was the phrase he used um, for the game in Dingwall. Roger, can you understand that? There clearly yeah. were still moments that he wouldn't have been overly impressed with. I think it was the first time in seven games Ross County have even scored against Rangers. Yeah. They managed it twice. Yeah, it, it's been strange because Rangers, as you say, have gone up there and, and they've tended to win a couple of one nils. Remember a one nil? I think the Tavernier scored the only goal a couple of years ago. I think ago. they were averaging three or four in the last yeah. sort of six meetings. So not really any surprise they went up there and scored four. Um, and a bit like I was talking about Celtic, you know, at times they were very good going forward, but in a complete contrast to the way they played last season, when I think they lost thirteen goals in thirty-eight league games, um, there have been moments where they've looked shaky. Um, see, we can see an awful lot of free kicks in their own half nowadays, which obviously gives the opposition hope of, of lumping in set pieces and causing problems. Uh, they need to get back to the sort of meanness that they had defensively last season. Yeah, um, I thought Rangers played very well. Always comfortable. I know that, you know, Ross County got a couple of goals, and I think that that will concern the Rangers manager. But I think you've got to take the pluses out of it. It's always a hard place to go, as much as Rangers went in their big favourites. Um, they got the goals, they looked comfortable, they dominated the game, um, Gordon. And I think the Rangers manager was happy with the performance. But once again, it's just the standards they've set. They lose two goals against Ross County. People questioning defence again. But you've got to look at the positives, getting the four goals. Yeah, I mean, Conor Goldson, Roger, again, everything's about comparisons to, to last season for, for that Rangers defence. And you're talking mostly in judging them on goals conceded because that's what defences get judged on. He scored at the weekend. I think David felt that would, would do him... Some good There's obviously this contract thing Whether that impacts performances or not Not sure if we will ever really know um, He has been Getting a bit more criticism this season Than he did last season Yeah listen He spoke, he spoke about his contract the other week And he said It genuinely doesn't bother him He says he leaves it to the agent He deliberately Hasn't signed it Because when the season started He wanted to concentrate On his football for a period of time He need to take Connor at his word for that um, I don't think Connor Goals has necessarily been The problem You know that Rangers have had at the back um, I think Conor Goldson might benefit from having a regular partner There's this shuffling back mm. and forth between Hollander and Bar- uh, Balligan I'm a Hollander fan, I think he's, he's more solid um, You look, Bassey, Bassey's done okay I think Bassey does better going forward I think Barisic is a better player I think the Rangers would like him to regain the fitness and form That he showed for the majority of last season That would help as well And it's noticeable in some of the games you know, the European games, I know he's back, his suspension's over. Anytime Glenn Kamara's not in the team, I think they miss him. David, what about that? Is it time Rangers, in your mind, stick with Hollander or stick with Balogun? Or are you happy with that rotation that seems to go on in that area? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Hollander ever since he's come in. I don't think he's ever really done anything wrong. Um, but they're two different kinds of players, so it depends on what you want to do. Tactically, but if you're asking me um, who would you rather play in the defence, it's it's all day, it's Hellander. So hope I mean maybe we'll see with the lines up playing in Europe. 
maybe we'll see something there and maybe we'll rest one or two people for the upcoming Old Firm. How big an impact does the journey have, do you think? So Celtic are away as well. Rangers are a good bit further away. Mm. Um, Andy Haldy's been on the show many times talking about that. That night that uh, Rangers went to Ufa in Russia and had yeah. to come back and play Celtic in the next game and said that it it does it just does take its toll. Do you think that is that yeah, is yeah. that a concern for Steven Gerrard? I think it is, Gordon, and I think that's why I was a bit disappointed. He was a bit disappointed that he never got the tie finished on Thursday. Uh, they've given him that luxury to, you know, rest a few players, probably leave a few at home with one eye on the Celtic game on the Sunday. You've also got to factor into the, the situation, the heat that's going to be over there. So, yeah, it will be difficult. But, look, w- the, the, they'll be rested up and after that. Once the game's finished, everything will be geared towards Ibrox. And when you come out that tunnel and the atmosphere and 50,000 Rangers supporters cheering you got on uh, in your first Old Firm game of the season then I I think the tiredness or any thoughts of the long journey simply disappear. And, and listen, the result makes a difference as well. It's a lot easier to fly back from Armenia if you've won 3-0 rather than you know a poor performance, perhaps even an elimination. If, if Rangers go over there, play the way they can, see off a lash cart, they can maybe even make substitutions in the last half hour if the game's comfortable. And you know, you, you're far more positive and optimistic if you fly back after a decent result. Uh, David and Cumbernauld, thank you very much for taking the time. It's 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. I did say this would be the earliest set of predictions ever. Rod has gone for Rangers 4 Celtic nil on Sunday. GD, he says, and a wee winky face. Mm. So I don't know. I'll need to do the old bookmark of that and we can. We can reconnect with Rod over the weekend and see how close he is. 4 1 the last time, and I didn't think many people would go for a a scoreline similar to that, but he's gone in early. Yeah, why not? Um, We've got Ian on the line. Oh, right, I'm interested in this. Ian has has phoned up because he's been playing golf with Gordon. Uh And he's on, I don't know if he's on to expose you for cheating or to back you up and say that you actually are a a player these days. Ian, which is it? Is he a cheat? No, no, I was just to confirm that he played really well in the Black Nine on Saturday. So um, oh. even the strangers, he can play well even the strangers as well. I'm heartbroken. See, thank you, Ian. I'm glad you clarified that. People He's been on the text straight away, hasn't he? Was, Please, he, was he playing in? Was he playing with this half and half ball, half yellow, half orange? <laughs> I was like, I was like a kaleidoscope, but he was putting. It was terrible. It was off. It was off putting for the other players. Ah, so that's oh, what it is. Yeah, come on. Also, I'm sick of this. You can't build me up and then shoot me down. Yeah, yeah for those who who care, and I, I don't know how many of them there are out there, he, ha, he has started playing with a half and half ball. It's half yellow, half orange, and he swears by it. It is the secret to his latest success, and he did something that he rarely does because he's very consistent. He lost it today um, when him and I were playing, and after his <laughs> round, he pulled his car up to the the portion of the golf course where he thought he had lost it, and went back and found it. Ian, can you believe the lengths this guy is going to? Yeah, well, we can have a look for it Saturday then. Yeah, as I'm, I'm joking aside, is there not some technology behind this? That if you're looking at this ball, you're supposed to be able to focus ah, better on these it. gimmicks, in, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I think it's meant to draw your eye. I, in or I'm something. just yeah. delighted, Ian. Back me up in my honesty right. in golf. I've had enough of praising you. So, uh, Ian, I know you're a Motherwell fan as well. I'll hijack you for that purpose. Uh, Liam Kelly in the Scotland squad today. Is that well deserved? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they're kind of crying out for somebody with uh, the other guys been second and third choice in their club. So. Um, I think it's time to give other people an opportunity as well. Marshall served as well, but maybe it's come to the end of his time. And uh, uh, glad to see Kelly. I hope he gets a chance. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting, Roger. You still would back Craig Gordon to play these games, yeah? yeah. Cra- All of them? Yeah, I would think Craig would play the three games, yeah. Mm, Gordon? I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I looking at the, the options of Craig Gordon couldn't make it, it'd be a tight call because I know there's a lot of people out there that would obviously, you know, shout, um, you know, not for um, Liam Kelly. Xander Clark would come into their thoughts, of course. But me personally, I would go with Kelly. I just think he's slightly, slightly better keeper. You would, you would need to check as well. I think if he plays the three games, I might take Craig Gordon to 60 caps for Scotland. He, he is pulling away from Alan Roth, David Marshall, Alan McGregor, mm. Andy Gorham, second most capped Scotland goalkeeper of all time. Uh, Ian, thank you for taking the time. Just please make sure you avoid this guy in the future, will you? No problem, thanks you Good man, that was Ian from Motherwell 01419511025 <laughs> no He's like, yeah, good, sound advice He's, he's, yeah, he's very nice it. to him and Bobby The half and half ball, though, honestly, it needs to go It is an eyesore Well, listen, it's sometimes I'm in Kirkcaldy tomorrow I know a lot of people up there about watching me play I'm, I've got a celebrity game tomorrow against John Higgins in oh. Kirkcaldy, my home pass. Has John Higgins? No, listen, John. Higgins, do you know the sad thing? He's a member. Listen, John Higgins is Scottish sporting royalty, as we know. Has John Higgins ever been to Kirkcaldy with you? No. Uh, I'm and then you see what real sporting. Yeah, royalty I'm is. T- uh, I'm Gordon, t- Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. I once went to Kirkcaldy to cover a game with the Dazzler. Unbelievable scenes. We mm. stopped for our lunch. They wouldn't let us pay for our lunch because Gordon Dale mm. was in the company. Roger. We- where do you think he's going for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I, I, I know exactly where he's going for lunch tomorrow. I've told the boys I'm paying, don't worry about it. We, we, we nearly missed kick-off because he was outside signing autographs and the chief executive of the football club came out the car park to leave a space for us. He parked down the street. Oh my goodness, unbelievable. Right, can you name the longest serving player for each of the current top flight teams in Scotland? Aberdeen's is Andy Considine, Celtic James Forrest. Hibbs Lewis Stevenson Rangers James Tavernier There is one here That you've got a choice Of about five Murray Davidson they all, they all signed On the same day Yeah, must be, yeah. Um, yeah And I'll Davidson. give you another one Dundee's okay. Paul McGowan Scored the goal Yeah the I mean I think Paul McGowan or Cammy Kerr yeah, We're accepting Cammy Kerr, yeah. Yeah. yeah Okay right. we'll get the rest Of them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. They are disappointingly, from my perspective, making easy work of this full time teaser. Uh, James and Hamilton sent it in, and he wants to know if these guys can name the longest serving player for each of the top flight clubs in Scotland Considine, Forest. McGowan at Dundee Stevenson at Hibs Tavernier at Rangers Murray Davidson St Johnston Is Ross County's Keith Watson? He is one of about five guys Who appears to have signed on the same day So as far as I can tell I'll accept Keith Watson Is uh, Livingston Scott Pittman? It is indeed I'm also Roger be honest Do you think he managed to get Keith Watson on his own? Yes I do And I told you the reason why for a minute at the break, I told you the reason why. Why? I missed that. Did you not? Because I've had this question before. Oh, brilliant. Thanks for telling <laughs> us now. At quarter to eight. What about Hearts, Michael Smith? Uh, no. No. Hmm. Well, I can't remember a Hearts one. Dundee United, S- now 100 games the other week. What about Nicky, Nicky Clark? Clark? No. Oh, Jamie Robson. Yes. Robson. Okay, we'll leave Grimshaw it there. Grimshaw Motherwell. We'll leave it there. You've got Grimshaw, so you've only got two to get. We'll get them before the end of the show And if you want to submit a question Here it used in the show The address you need Full time at Clyde1.com So send it in please 
Uh, let's go to Gary in Bishop Briggs and see what he's got for us. Hi, Gary. Hi, good evening, gents. Hi, Gary. You well? Uh, it's about Tony Ralston, uh, about people shouting for his inclusion in the Scotland squad. Mm-hmm. The boy is doing well. He's been playing well for the last four, five games, but before that, he kind of lost his way. And it's the point is uh, about how a manager can come in and rejuvenate a player. It happens all the time. Every time a new manager comes into various clubs, he always seems to be somebody that looks as if they're on the road out. Mm-hmm. And yet, a manager can come in and get the best of them. Yeah, it's a good point because a lot of the attention when a new manager comes in goes to who are they signing? Are mm-hmm. they bringing in good players? Can they spot a player and can they get them to the club? But if you take back to Celtic's last big change when Brendan Rodgers came in, the biggest thing in, in many ways is actually improving what you've already got in the building. And you could run through the list of players who Brendan Rodgers did that to. We would get loads of calls in the show last season saying this player, this player, this player has gone back the way. So... Ange Postacoglu is that is that actually the biggest feather in his cap? Although people look at the signing of Furuhashi, the impact he's had on Ralston and, and Rogic and whoever. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think he's had an impact, even with the guys that, um, you know, the the, the tried and tested. McGregor looks mm-hmm. like the hunger. I don't mean the hunger, but I thought McGregor had played so many games. He just needed that little bit of a, a rest and. To get a bit of sharpness back again He looks right up for it Rogic come on And he's been playing as well Looking really good Turnbull All of a sudden For me Has gone to a different level I thought he was absolutely brilliant um, Edward seems to be buying in And the two The two that you probably Wouldn't have thought Would have featured If Celtic hadn't went about Their transfer business Quicker yeah, Would true. have been Ralston and Welsh Yeah that's a fair point Right and, and they two are playing Exceptionally well um, so yeah Look I'm not getting caught up With the fact that Ralston's not in the, the Scotland squad And I don't think He will either I think the boy Has been Absolutely terrific I can't speak Highly enough of him Everybody doubted him Everybody was putting him Out the door He's got His head down He's worked away The managers believed in him He's bought into it And he's reaping the rewards He's now got A bit of competition And he'll need to fight That off as well And I'm sure the boy Will give it his best go Gary, here's what I'm wondering Has the improvement that Ange Postacoglu has overseen on Anthony Ralston Do you think that's just down to you know, sort of man management thing Believing in him and giving him the confidence, whatever Or is it because Ange Postacoglu's fullbacks play a very different specific role And that suits Anthony Ralston? No, obviously I think it's a man management Because the ability must be in him The ability must be there It's just a lack of confidence I think the boys had for the last few years yeah, I mean, I get that, Roger, but at the same time, he wouldn't be the first player who just really suits a particular system. Yeah. I mean, this is maybe a bit of a crude comparison, but Andy Robertson, when he was at Hull, I'm not sure many people thought he had the ability to be genuinely one of the best left backs in the world in terms of what he's going out and winning, but he went to a Liverpool team that just really, really suits him. Absolutely, and sometimes that happens. And listen, Tony Nelson was in the Celtic team As Dan says Because he was the only right back In the premises That doesn't mean Tony Nelson's going to play well Tony Nelson could have got into the Celtic team At the start of the season And flopped dramatically He hasn't He's got into the team He's embraced the chance he got That's one year contract That he got from the club And he's playing the best football Of his career The next challenges In the very short term Are Alkmaar and Rangers The big challenge In the longer term Is seeing off Juranovic And 
Scotland If he can do that Scotland might come down the line And he may get a longer contract From Celtic down the line as well What about Thursday night then Gary How comfortable are you Going into that game With a two goal cushion I think we'll concede Definitely think we'll concede But I also think we'll score I can't dis- I said that earlier in the show um, trying to take credit for Gary's opinion. I, th- I think Gary's been listening Obviously he's, he's he's liked what I've said But I do agree I think this team are not The worst team I've ever seen Gordon I think they will create chances They're at home I think there's an opportunity there for them to score As I said earlier They would have been disappointed To get out of Glasgow without scoring a goal uh, But I definitely believe Celtic Have got the firepower And the way they're playing The confidence Front of goals as well I think they will score and have enough to get through. Oh, I'll be flabbergasted if Celtic go it because you know you, I, I agree. You can see Gary's right. You can see Celtic losing a goal. Of course you can, but you just get the feeling at the minute they're set up to score in places like Alpa. The, the current Alkmaar side is not as good as some previous Alkmaar sides we've seen in the last ten or fifteen years. Um, they, they, a couple of opportunities at Celtic Park last week, but Celtic were well worth the victory. I think Celtic are a better team. I think they'll go through. I am skirting with stating the obvious here, but does the the way the game pans out could that have a massive impact? For instance, if Celtic score early, then is is it, is it done at that stage? Yeah, I mean, even with three goals, you know, Alkmaar would need three to take it into yeah. extra time. Yeah. So, I mean, Gordon, they always start quick anyway, don't they? So I'm not sure that mm-hmm. that's an extra incentive. Ange Postacoglu probably just tell them the same thing he always does. But, um, you know, Gary's saying we'll concede, but we'll score. I'm pretty sure he and all the Celtic fans watching would, would rather do the scoring bit first and then that, that changes the complexion yeah, completely. But... It's 3-0, I'll, I'll really need to chase it. Yeah, and it gives you more opportunity with the pace and the players and, and, and the, the ability they've got. Middle to front, to go and cut them open again. Uh, yeah, I'd be nervous if um, the home team get the first goal gone. Of course, it would, but I just think that Celtic, the way they're playing, um, and the players that they've got with their ability, they've got enough to go over there and score. Um, Gary and then Sunday rolls around very quickly. How do you feel about the overall picture and how important this week is? Oh, it's massive for Celtic. Massive. Two games are massive. Absolutely massive. Can I make just another wee quick point when you're talking about regarding squad numbers? Sure. Uh, this new Celtic fullback, he's got squad number uh, 88. Uh-huh. You think to yourself, what is it we're getting? Football players are corporation buses. <laughs> <laughs> See, you stole his opinion on the score, so he's coming on to steal the type of joke that you were going to offer. I would never have come out with Here's that. Here's one for you. Mentioned Liverpool. What was special about Liverpool v Burnley at the weekend? Burnley wore 1-11, and it's yep. the first time in... Is that right? Yep. First time since when? I think it was about 99 Charlton team in 99 I think There was something good about it Wasn't there? I liked it Yeah the only, was there not, If you're a real pedant Was the 4 and the 6 not So they played sort of In position order if you like You know 2 at right back yeah, 3 right, left three back left, and so yeah. on Brilliant But, but I think I like the that. 4 and the 6 I saw someone pointing out That they should have been Round the other way Yeah is yeah, that right? So what, the four was the centre half instead of the... That, that, that's a level of anorak above me. Mm, there is what no such thing. Points things like that out. Gary, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us, Gary and Bishop Briggs. Just funny that I randomly brought up the, the Scotland skipper signed a new long-term contract at Liverpool today. He did. Said well he done feel, to him. Said he feels at home at Liverpool. Good luck to him. Five-year deal. I think it would take him to 32 years of age. Liverpool quietly nailing them all down. Virgil van Dijk signed a contract yeah, a few, extension. Yep. The goalie Alisson, Fabinho got one. Trent Alexander-Arnold yep. got one as well. So clever business being done there. Jack Aitchison, remember him, Celtic's mm. youngest ever goal scorer. 
He scored for Forest Green against Brentford in the Carabao Cup tonight. Uh, so well done to big him. Li- right, big live game. Barrow versus Aston Villa. Dan says he's played there before. Yeah, I have you played yeah. there with City? Yeah. Difficult. Before or after opening the shop in Kirkcaldy with Natalie? I and was Brilliant. after Gordon. Uh, oh, no, uh, no four, before, four. Before. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Where am I going? It's almost like you you lie too often and you you can't. I, keep I, up. I well, I will prove that one correct as well. When Why don't when you go up for the golf tomorrow? Try and find the restaurant that's apparently got the picture of you and Natalie in it. Take mm-hmm. a picture, send it to us. How does that sound? Yeah, I'll run about Kirkcaldy. Thank you. Uh, right, you've got Hearts, who's the longest serving player? Shooter. <sighs> it pains me to say it, but yes, really? it is. Which means there's only one more to go. St. Mirren. Uh huh. Is it Cammy McPherson? No, I've got it as well. I've got it. Who is this guy? Send the bag, put the tune on. It's too early, I can't. <laughs> I need... oh, okay, uh, right, <laughs> let's. Uh, well. Get another Cutlass and I'm revealing the secrets here. I have to play that tune at a very specific time. Producer Callum gives me well, a If I give you, if I give you, a very so I, I'm just trying to talk myself up here as to how many plates I need to spin at the end of the show. I need to watch that do you clock want, do you want specifically. The, do you want the correct I need to answer listen or do you to want you. Go down Rogers route. You good? No, give us a correct answer, then we'll talk it out. Ryan Flynn. Are you having wow. that, Roger? Wow. Do you agree? That's I a- think I am. Going to agree with wow, me. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Roger. When I like a wow, have, wow, you, wow. You haven't had this question on a Tuesday night with me. So you no. must have had this question on a Thursday night with yes, Mushroom. Yes, I did. I had a text from the Mushroom, so he's clearly listening to this show. And did he say we didn't? No, no, he didn't give me any answers. I think he might be helping you out from a, from afar with the answers. Mark Wilson, seriously. You cheat. I can't believe I, I would I, I honestly, and you can ask Mark on Thursday night, absolutely no chance. I wouldn't even take a text from Mark. I'm, he's marked. <laughs> Thank you very much Gordon DL, Roger Hanna And Mark Wilson Who's playing along at home Uh, (laughs) Thank you for all your calls and tweets It was great to have so many of you Involved in the show tonight We are back tomorrow Where we really crank up the build up To Alish Kirk against Rangers And Alkmaar against Celtic In the Europa League on Thursday St Johnston and Aberdeen Huge games for them And what a weekend it's going to be In the Scottish Premiership as well So make sure you join us Tomorrow night from 6 o'clock It is Andy Halliday And Stephen McGowan from 6 o'clock and Callum Gallagher is up next.